Yo, 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 you are now tapped into the Hoop Nerds podcast. It's your boy Malik DFG Perry. We're excited to have you guys back with us. It's a movement, man. You got to be part of the Hoop Nerds to be down with the Hoop Nerds. You got to be some type of nerd, man. You know, we just happen to be nerds of basketball. So, you know, we're excited for you guys to come back for us to episode four, man. This is going to be a good episode. It's going to be a doozy episode. Something you're going to love, something you're going to feel, something you're going to embrace, right? But before we get started, man, we started a segment last week called the most disrespectful plays of the week, right? And, you know, last week, you know, was extremely disrespectful. But I think I got one that just topped last week, man. Um, this kid was just, I, I'm done talking. Let me just show you. Look at this, man. Kidding with a quick has he, ah! my man climbed up his chest, man. How disrespectful do you got to be? To climb up another man's chest. Right? But the, the reason it was ultimately disrespectful, right? The reason it was disrespectful is he put my man in a casket. Okay. My man, his teammates tried to help him up and fell back down. He just went straight to coma mode. Like he ain't know what to do. Like now I have a question for my listeners. Like, is it it should be a rule? Like after you get dunked on, should you get subbed out? Like, after you after you get a body caught on you, whether, you know, a dunk on, a crossover, I feel like it's an unwritten rule that you have to get subbed out. Like, there's no more playing in the game. There's no more... Uh, it's, no more it's no more playing time for you, man. There's no more PT at that moment. I feel like it needs to be a quarter grace period because everybody, everybody just saw that. Like your your mom, your dad, your aunties and uncle. Like imagine you telling your friends, "Hey, I got a game on TV tonight," <laughs> and then you see that. <laughs> like as a parent, how do you like? What do you say to your kid after just witnessing his body, like his soul left him in this moment? Like, you know, if you if you guys, you know, watch the podcast on YouTube, you get a chance to see the video playing right now. But, man, it's pretty ugly, man. Like I said, it just this guy hitting with the heads at the top of the tee for the three point line hesitation goes through the lane. Guy steps up for a charge. I don't know why in his right mind he tried to take a charge. And the guy pretty much used his chest to elevate more and put him in a body bag my man just went into a straight body bag i don't know your name player but you have just been awarded the hoop nerd most disrespectful play of the week because that play was just utterly with most disrespect i mean come on man you know, but before we get started to today's topic, man, today's topic is a good one. It's talking about participation. And when we say participation, we're talking about how participation trophies, everybody needs to play, has utterly messed up the game of basketball for the foreseeable future. And I know you're probably looking like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, how, how does that affect it? Man, like when, when you when you first start playing a game, right? First, start playing a game of basketball. And your, and your parents, your mom, your dad, your aunties, your uncles, your grandparents, you know, they all come to the game excited to see you play, right? 
And at that moment, it's like, you know, you're obligated as a coach in the early years, you know, the, the K through second, third, maybe even, you know, fourth grade. It's almost like you're obligated as a coach to make sure every kid touches the floor. Right? It's like, you know, you got to play little Timmy or little Dewan. They may not be good, but you know what? It's about development. I got to play them. Right? I got to put them in the game because their grandmom, their grandpops, their family members are here to see them play. Right? And I think, you know, parents and, and fans get caught up in that everybody plays mentality. <laughs> Right. So they have these unrealistic expectations that anytime my kid touches the floor or plays a sport, he's going to play. He or she's going to play. They have to play. They put them on a team, so they have to put them in a game. Right. So then what happens? Right. You get to middle school. Get to that sixth, seventh grade, and your your kid who played a lot of elementary because elementary school recreational ball is we gotta find a way for everybody to play. <laughs> when you get up to those levels, that ain't realistic, baby. You get up to middle school, high school, the best guys are gonna touch the floor. The best guys are going to be the ones that get bulk of the minutes. The best girls are the ones that are going to get bulk of the minutes. Just because your kid made the team don't mean they're going to play every game. That, that, like, let's understand that. When you get to that high level of basketball, when you get to you know, middle school, when the games are starting to count, right, you can start playing for championships, city championships, AAU championships, uh, recreational league championships, where wins and losses matters. Your coach ain't obligated to play you. Like, yeah, that, that, that participation time ended in the third grade. In the third grade, that participation that I have to put you in the game, that ended. Now you got to show and prove that you need to be put in the game. You got to be talented enough to be put in the game. You got to have the IQ to be put in the game. Right? It's not, we didn't at this point now when it's like, now I have to put you in the game. No, I don't. I don't have to do anything. We're at the point now, I don't, I don't have to, to play you. Because Aunt Betty and Uncle Charlie said, I got to put you in the game. Right? We get to the point now where, because your kid ain't playing, we want to call principals or we want to call ADs. And like I said, now social media is a big deal. We didn't have that when I was growing up. But social media is a big deal where you can advertise your your issues about certain coaches because your kid's not playing, right? And then sometimes people on that social media platform and your family members, family members, 
aren't being honest with you. Right? Your family members aren't sitting there and saying, Hey, look, little John, look, DeWine, you ain't that good. You don't work hard. That kid's better than you. Right? How many, how many times are we saying those things to our kids? How many of us are really sitting down having this conversation with our kids and saying, hey, the reason he playing over you or getting more minutes is because he's better than you. We we get caught in these moments where we want to hate on other people's kids and, you know, just talk about other kids because they're, they're talented. Like, your, your kid needs to demand a lot of some work ethic. Right? But as a coach, and I'm speaking from a coaching perspective, if your kid's not doing everything he needs to do for our team to be successful, why would I put him on the floor? Why would I play him? Why would I play her? Right? Why would I even play them? Like, I'm, I'm not going to, but what we say in coaching is, I'm not going to allow you to embarrass yourself. So if you're not at that moment or that level where we feel like, you know, you're capable of being in the game and being productive, why would I even put you in the game? Like, that's what that's what people got to get to. Like, this, this everybody has to play and this mentality that everybody has is, that's shot, man. It's ridiculous. Like, everybody doesn't have to play. Everybody doesn't have to get X amount of minutes. Right? If you're not working hard or worthy of those minutes. If you're not putting in the work for those minutes. If you're not talented enough to be on the floor for those minutes. I'm not putting you in the game. Because I have to. Because your mom called to school. Because your dad called to school. No, it don't work that way. That's not how life works. Right? That's not that's not how things go. Right? Um, and that's why I say the participation era has messed everything up. Is is that it's like the mentality where everybody gets a trophy. And like, oh, you you played in the league, thank you, you get a trophy. Like, did did you did you earn that trophy? I think about all the kids that they come to these recreational leagues, right? And they come and play. And they sit on a bench. Or, you know, while they're on the court, sit on the floor, roll around. <laughs> like, you have to constantly be redirected. Did, did you play? Like, did you play in the game? I don't know. Like... But because you signed up, you participated, so you get an award. Hey, what are, what are we teaching the kids now? Like, you get something for showing up? So, let's, let's take it further. In the game of basketball, I'm talking about minutes. Just because you came to practice? You got to play? Just because you showed up to a game, you got to play? I've been coaching, I've been coaching for probably 11 years, man, 11, 12 years now. 
right? And I know a lot of individuals, OGs that I have that have been coaching a lot longer than that, okay? But it, it's crazy how many parents come up to us as coaches asking those questions while my kid isn't playing. What is he doing? And you like, ask him. Ask her. A ask them why they're not playing. Well, you put them on the team because you need to play them. No, I, I don't need to play them because I put them on the team. They, they have some talent, but they still need to develop and work on his or hers game. So with them needing to work on their game, they're not beneficial to be in the game for us winning right now. Or they come to practice and they, and they play around in practice. They don't work hard in practice. They're disrespectful in practice. They suck their teeth against coaches in practice. Like, those are a lot of key factors on why your kid isn't playing. But we don't think that. Like, parents don't think that. Parents tend to think, my kid not playing because the coach don't like him or my kid not playing because he's showing favoritism. No, your kid's not playing for something that they're not doing. And you as a parent need to stop enabling these kids and be honest with your kids. Not saying I'm going to, I'm going to talk to your coach about playing you because you need to be playing. Well, if you was coaching, you'd probably never take your kid out. Or it's the opposite. If you was coaching, you see all the BS your kid do. And you probably won't play them either. Right? Weird. So when you when you get up to this competitive levels, when you get up to the high school, the college, the you know, professional levels, it's not about it's not about everybody has to play. It's not about you gotta play John because John's a nice kid. When you get to college, man, John probably walk on and the only reason he's on the team is for his GPA. John may not never play a game first three months. Might not touch the floor. Right? But we, we gotta we gotta get out of this entitlement area that says you have to please and appease everybody. Because that's that's not the case. Right? Like it's not my job to play your kid because you want your kid to play. Did your kid ultimately put in the work to the point where that he or she needs to be playing on the floor in a competitive, uh, competitive manner, helping their organization, their team, their program win? Like, and, that, and that's just what it is. Like, there's no disrespect. But I, you're, 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 I don't have to play every kid. Like that's what you don't have to realize. It's not in our contract to say every every kid will play. Like that's not in the contract. Like when we sign our coaches' agreements, it's not, it's not a fine print that says you must play every player equal number of minutes during during, during the duration of the season. It's not in there. Now, you, you would treat players fairly and give them equal opportunities, right? We, we we do. We treat our players fairly. We give them equal opportunities to show what they can do. 
But ultimately, it's up, it's up to you to decide the playing time that you receive. You work hard. You put in the work. You give energy and effort. You're respectful. Most likely, you're going to play. Right? But we what we got to stop doing is when, when things don't go our way is we're going to go run and tell, run and tell, run and tell. Things ain't going my way, so I'm going to go run and tell. Right? And, and and that's just what it is, man. Like we coaches coaches would love to to play everybody. And then when we do play, you can't pick and choose the times you play. I mean, some of y'all are notorious blowout guys. <laughs> like that's what we're gonna start calling them. Y'all blowout guys. Right? Those those who don't know what blowout guys is. Only time you don't get in the game is if we up 30 or down 30. It's probably the only time some of y'all are going to get in the game. So when you're a blowout guy, what you're going to do with those blowout minutes? Right? If I'm a blowout guy, what I'm going to do with those minutes when it's blowout time? Right? Up 30, down 30. That's your time to show what you can do. That's your time to sit there and say, look, it's my time to shine, baby. Up 30, down 30. It's, it's my time to go get 20 and 10. Right? It's my time to go get 15 rebounds. Am I going to get a dunk? Am I going to get a tip in? Right? So, when you're a blowout guy, baby, you got you to perform, man. Because sometimes those blowout minutes lead to clutch and crunch time minutes. Right? I've seen a lot of people become blowout guys and, and almost finagle their way in the starting lineups. Because they show something within that blowout. Or, you know, say a coach want to switch the lineups and shake it up. And <laughs> you come in and you produce. Right? You come in to show what you can do. So, you know, like I said, man, you that blowout guy, you know, you you still got opportunities to be successful and and you know, finagle your way into the starting lineups, finagle your way into playing time, but it's ultimately up to you. It's your job to make that decision on what do you wanna be. It's about how much work you wanna put in, right? Those that want to play going to work hard and show they want to play. If you feel like you should be in the game, you're going to do what you got to do to be in the game. Right? You're not going to let others dictate your playing time. You're going to go take it. Like I said, man, participation awards stop. Third, fourth grade for me. If that. You know, I, I play football. I started out playing football, man, and you know, I was we was always playing for, for trophies, right? And even back then, we if you ain't win nothing, we ain't get no participation trophies. Participation medal. You ain't earned nothing. You didn't earn anything. You signed up to compete for a title. You signed up to compete to win. 
We ain't win. So yeah, we got banquets and you got your MVPs. They got stuff. But if you you wasn't in that in that mix, you got a you got a hot meal and a team picture. <laughs> like that's what you got. Right? So that's what we gotta get to and we gotta understand, man. It's just everybody everybody's not obligated to play. Like, because you're on the team doesn't mean I have to play you. You dictate your playing time. You dictate how much time and energy you get on that floor on Fridays and Saturdays nights. Or, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, whenever your playing time is, you dictate that. Me as a coach, I don't dictate that. Right? You come in, give maximum effort, maximum opportunity, you're going to play more. You come in BS and bullshitting, playing playing outside yourself. That's limited action and limited time. Cause I'm gonna go play that kid that's coachable, that can work hard, that follows direction, that listens, that remember plays. You know, plays within themselves. See, people think you gotta play mistake free. There's no such thing as mistake free. You're gonna make a mistake. Right? I, I tell my players this every player I had. Right. And I, and I learned this from my coaches. Never let one mistake turn into two. OK, so if you if you make a mistake and I, and I always emphasize in the way of turnovers. Right. As coaches, we always say we're we really have a we're rather have a dead bar turnover than a live bar turnover. So for those that don't know basketball, a dead ball, a dead ball turnover is like when you travel or you throw the ball out of bounds or you double dribble and things of that nature. So the opposing team doesn't have the opportunity to capitalize immediately. As far as like a transition layup, things of that nature. Play stops, whistle blows. Now you got the opportunity to set up your defense, right? So I, I'd rather have that dead ball turnover than a live ball turnover. But say we do have, but say you do have a live ball turnover, okay? This, this is what I tell my players, right? And I say this in a way to try to give them confidence, right? Say you turn the ball over, you sprint down the floor, you get a deflection out of bounds, right? Or you take a charge, or the other opposing team doesn't score, and they get another. They get the ball out of bounds, or whatever. Whatever happens in the game of basketball. And I sit here and tell them, "Did we score?" And they're like, "No, nah, coach." I'm like, "Did they score?" No, nah, they ain't score either. Well, it cancel out to me, right? They didn't benefit off that turnover immediately. They didn't get that turnover and go get a transition layup, or a transition three, or get an and one foul, or get a free throw. They didn't benefit off that turnover. Yeah, they gained, they garnered an extra possession. And for those that want to say, well, they got an extra possession, that's fine. But that ball didn't go through that hoop. So, in, in my eyes, should we set them back up and starting over five on five, mano on mano again? Right? So, when you're in the game, I'm not, we're not asking you to play mistake free basketball. It's not what we're asking. Because there's, there's no nobody has ever in life through their entire career played mistake free basketball. Right? They had they had to do something that 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 just wasn't wasn't like the right thing to do. Whether messing up a play, messing up a defensive assignment, like they they had to do something. Right? They had to do something that they weren't supposed to do. Right. 
But they never laid that, never let that one mistake turn into two. Right. So those those that when you're coming on the game, you think you got to do everything right to play. That's not, that's not right. You have to do your job and be the best you that you can be. And that's how you get that playing time. Right. I don't I don't want you to be Charles. I want you to be Malik. Do what Malik does best. Rebound the ball like Malik rebounds the ball. Right. Play defense like Malik plays defense, right? That's that's what you got to do to get on the floor and be successful. You got to be the best you you can be, right? And that's what gets you minutes on the floor. You got to be productive when you're on the floor. You got to be an asset on the floor. You can't be a liability. That's how you garner playing time. And all that stuff is made up in practice, right? If I, if I can't trust you in practice with, Knowing plays and knowing assignments and, you know, being coachable, not talking back. And why, why, why would I play you in the game? Like, let's, let's think about that. Let's be serious. If, if you're not giving me, if you're being a liability in practice, why would I put you in the game? Where, where wins and losses count, right? When we get to the game... It's all about wins and losses. That count. So if if you struggling in practice, where only thing online is running, why would I put you in the game? I'm, obviously, I'm not right. I'm not gonna put you in the game. So, so that's what we we gotta understand and we gotta get like we get we we truly gotta understand as players as parents like you have to earn everything that's that's given to you right you gotta earn it matter of fact I'm sorry nothing's gonna be given to you you gotta earn it you gotta take it like everything is not like we 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 have to get out this mentality that. I'm obligated to do something because you're a player on my team. No. Like this, like this thing about it. Like we talked about transfers, right? And this all, this all falls into the whole transfer wave, right? Cause it's, transfer is a whole wave right now. Okay. A lot of times these kids transfer because due to lack of playing time but go to another school and exhibit the same issues. So you left one school that didn't play. Then you go to another school and don't play. Mom and dad is calling the coaches like they did at school one, doing the same thing to school two. And not one time, excuse me, not one time do we look in the mirror at our kid and say, what you not doing? Every school you're going to just not playing you. Right? It gotta be something that you're doing that you're not playing. So so what are you doing? Right? But no, our parents we're we're we pacify our kids nowadays and we baby our kids nowadays to the point where it's like, you know what? 
I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on my baby, and, that, and that's all that matters is my baby. Like, that's what matters. It's my baby. And y'all treat my baby wrong. Y'all doing wrong to my baby. I know my baby good. I know my baby should be playing over such and such. Well, well why ain't they playing? And then coaches like me, I'm telling you, come to practice. Come see what your kid does in practice. I give you an open practice. Open invitation. You want to know why they're not playing? Come to practice and watch your kid in practice. And, and then when practice over, we're going to have a realistic conversation now. What you saw, would you play your kid? Truthfully. Would you play your kid? If you came to practice and saw your kid practice, and it's not what you thought it was going to be, would you go to that coach and apologize and say, you know what, coach, I'm sorry. I know you here every day looking at my kid, but my kid be bullshitting. Would, would, you, would you say that as a parent? Is that something you realistically say? I doubt y'all will. Y'all parents will still find a way to blame the coach and pacify your kids. Y'all still find a way and say, well, every team, every player needs to play. Like, no, that's it's not a factual statement. Like, y'all got to get out this, this, this recreational mentality as parents. Like, and that's, and that's what it is. We try to tell you, like, we got a lot of parents who are still stuck in this recreational mentality. And that's what, like, y'all think like this recreational. Like I said, starting off, that recreational stopping. Third grade. Now, now we we plan for something. Now we plan for championships. Now we plan for recognition. So since since that's that's the pedestal we on now, your kid got to put in a lot more work to play. If you want to step on this floor, if she want to step on this floor, she got to work a little bit harder. She got to be coachable. She got to be able to take constructive criticism and bounce back from it. If if you want to play on this floor, like that's what we gotta we gotta get as parents. We gotta get back to understanding that, like, instill toughness in your in your your athlete. Like, don't instill that toughness in them. That's what that's what we got to do. We got to do a better job at that. And we ain't instilling toughness in them. We making them weak. And then they come to somebody like me. And and I'm gonna give it to you real straight and raw and uncut. I'm not coach if you ain't good. I'm gonna tell you you ain't good. I'm gonna tell you what you need to work on. I'm gonna help you to be get better. I'm gonna help you develop. I, I want you to play. 
But but newsflash, if you ain't good, I'm my coach that'll tell you you're not good. Now I'm not gonna I'm gonna say it in a you know in a manner that's more constructive criticism and things we can work on to get better. But I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna pacify you. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, tell you the things we can work on to get better. And then it's ultimately up to you to decide if you want to put that work in to be an active participant instead of being a blowout guy. I know a lot of guys that's okay with being a blowout guy. Like, that's what they want to be. They want to be blowout guys. I like hearing my name call up 30, down 30. Put in, uh, put in, uh, put in, uh. They like that, right? That's like a rush for them. Hey, by all means, that's what you want to be. That's what you can do. But don't don't have your parent call me on why such as ain't playing. And I'm going to tell you. Lazy. She lazy. They don't work hard. They don't remember plays. They don't understand defensive schemes and concepts. They're disrespectful. They're always rolling their eyes. I'm going to tell you. And when I tell you, you as a parent, you can't get offended when I tell you. Because the first thing a lot of our parents said, that's not my kid. He doesn't do that at home. Yeah, he's not around you. They're not around you. So, yeah, they don't do it at home. But they do it here in practice. They do. We see it every day. We witness it every day. Right? We part of it every day. And so that's what we got to understand, man. Like I said, we us as coaches and you know, we want to play everybody. We want to we want to put everybody in the game. We want everybody to be successful. We want to see that. We want to envision that, right? But ultimately, it's up to your student athlete to decide what they want to be. Do they want to put this work in? Do they want to be successful? How successful do they want to be? Do they want to be a willing and active participant? Or do they want to be a blowout guy? Blowout guys get blowout minutes. That's just a factual statement. Up 30, down 30. Blowout guys get all those minutes. Last two to three minutes in the game, up 30, down 30. Sub, put in the blowout guys. Parents, they still playing. You want them to play, they playing. They're not playing meaningful minutes. But you, you don't care about that. You just want them to play. You don't care if we win or not. You just want to see your kid on the floor. It's a selfish mentality. So how are we going to win with that selfish mentality? We can't. Can't win at all. Right? So, you know, I, I'm trying not to I'm trying not to make these these long. Um, I'm more so trying to get to the point. 
right? I'm trying to get to the essence of what we got to talk about, right? You know, I only got your attention spans for a, a short amount of time, right? And that's what a lot of people don't understand is when, when you're doing these things, you know, I only got your attention span for 30 to 40 minutes on podcasts. If you look at analytics, right? So, you know, we we just trying to get your attention span as soon as possible, quick as possible, Um Get you motivated and understanding and loving the content, hearing the content, focusing on the content, focusing on the message, and then we go about our day, right? But you know, b- before before we we end the podcast, man, before we we end it and get it out of the way, okay? If you don't take anything I said, right? If you don't take back anything, take back this, okay? What you put in is what you'll get out. The energy and effort you put in is what you'll get out. Right? See, the game is like a bank. Right? When you you put money in the bank, right? Whatever you put in, you put out. Right? If If I put $50 in the bank, I come back the next day, I take my $50 out. Right? But if I open that savings account and I put $50 in that savings account, right? Within a year, that 50 might turn into 55 if I only put 50 in. Right? So that means just the extra, man. You want you want that, you want that time, you want that extra, man. You want those extra minutes. You gotta put in that extra work. If you're not playing at all, you got to change your work habits. Right? One thing you don't want to be, if you're if you're like me and you're very competitive, is you don't want to be a blowout guy. You never you never want to be a blowout guy, man. I don't wish that on nobody. My worst enemy is to be a blowout guy. Right, but this is the Hoop Nerd Podcast, man. Like I said, before we transition out, I got to give respect to the most disrespectful player of the week again. I got to give him his due diligence um, and just watching put on this show, man. The hesitation from the top of the key, clomped his chest, put my man in a body bag. You put him in a body bag. Like I said, man, if you... To watch this video, you got to check the visual out on YouTube when the podcast drop. But he climbed my man's chest and put him in a body bag. Once again, man, this is the Hoop Nerd Podcast episode number four, man. We're excited that you guys are back at it. Rocking with us on episode four, man. The views keep going up. The content keep coming up. I see everybody going to the site, liking the site, man. Cop some merch, man. Cop some merch. Negro athlete, we trying to be the new Nike, the new Adidas, whatever, man. Cop that merch, man. Show your support, show your love, man. Negro athlete brand presents the Hoop Nerd Podcast, and we are out. Hoop Nerd!